Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the, to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders. His love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens. His love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters. His love endures forever. Who made the great lights. His love endures forever. The sun to govern the day. His love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night. His love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. His love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. His love endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm. His love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder. His love endures forever. And brought Israel through the midst of it. His love endures forever. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness. His love endures forever. To him who struck down the great kings. His love endures forever. And killed mighty kings. His love endures forever. Sinon, king of Amorites. His love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan. His love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance. His love endures forever. Inheritance to his servant Israel. His love endures forever. He remembered us as in our own estate. His love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. He gives food and to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of heaven. His love endures forever. Wonderful, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we're going to uh, greet one another. Uh, have a moment to greet everyone in this room. And we just said 26 is love endures forever. Time, so... Uh, Okay, I think the uh, boys and girls are getting sorted back there, which is great. Wonderful. So uh, we, as we see the title, and it matches with our, our handout today, Love Remains Forever. Love remains forever. Um, I just wanted to make sure, uh, Jake, is there, are there cues in there for the recording of the sermon? Do you know if that's happened? Um, do you know I was going to, or I will check. I wasn't sure. I just wanted to make sure because a few people away, they might want to listen to it. Um, so it's, uh, love remains forever from Psalm 136. And when we think about God's love and how it lasts, What a contrast to the things around us. If we start thinking about things 
buildings, if we think about objects, even if we think about people, we realize that things don't always last. But God and His love always remain. They always last. And I have to admit, I had a really good laugh um, when I found this picture the other day and I was thinking through this. Uh, Some things die so quickly. Have you ever had a mobile phone and it's gone flat on you and you can't get anything out of it? And you're like, oh, how frustrating. Well, this guy's face says it all. Uh, Completely over the top, but uh, yes, things let us down. Technology lets us down. Has anyone ever been let down by technology? Uh, (laughs) What a frustration, these modern things. And you might say, well, what was life like without all this technology stuff? Well, interesting, I found another interesting picture that got my attention was back in 2003. And and you might say, well, some of these things are already completely outdated. But all those things up there and their logos did not exist in the year 2003. And you're like, what? Facebook didn't exist in the year 2003? No. Does anyone know what year Facebook started? 2004 for early adopters. But it might have been America, it might have been later here. iPhones weren't around back then. Uh, in fact, I saw these pictures of when, it must have been in the t- start of 2007, there's all these people with these old phones around this glass cylinder staring in at this iPhone uh, on display uh, at the start of 2007, like, wow, I could have one of those uh, one day for the iPhone 1. But uh, you might say all that stuff's old these days. Uh, some of that stuff's come and gone. There was no Kindle, no electronic books. People had to buy real books. Um, there was like uh, uh, some random TV shows there that have come and go. House is up there. That's come and gone. There was no Wii's, no uh, Playstations, or at least those editions. No Peppa Pig. I know. What was life like without those kids' cartoons? What's... No what? No Google Maps. How many people use Google Maps? It wasn't even in existence back in... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, the smartwatches. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. There are, that's the interesting thing, smartwatches have come out now, but there's all this stuff, even back in 2003, for many of us, that's not even that long ago. Um, that's, that's just like the other day, 2003, but all this stuff didn't even exist, and yet it's just in our lives. Um, it's incredible when you start thinking through how fast our world is changing, how things don't last. I guess we can have a different picture at times, because then we can see things that you might say have lasted a while. Uh, Buildings and ruins, whether that be in Rome and some of the the history there, uh, or even um, Egypt. I think the pyramids are quite old. Uh, There's different objects, ruins around the world that, that, that have remained for a remarkable amount of time. And yet, what goes around those ruins hasn't really lasted because the Roman Empire is no more. The people that were all uh, successful at that time and, and, and were thriving, they've all come and gone, no more. 
Um, the same with the Egyptians and, and their uh, power, it's all come and gone. Uh, the reality is, is that so many things in life don't last. And so I guess we need to ask ourselves that question as we come to Psalm 136, what truly lasts? What does truly continue in life? What's truly of value because it is lasting and good? And well, we would have to say, well, our TV shows, they don't make that list. Even people, sadly, come and go. Governments come and go. Empires come and go. So many things come and go. They just don't last. But that's when we stop and we lift our eyes to the heavens. We lift our attention to God's and that's when these echoes of Psalm 136 just speaks through. His love endures forever. What a contrast to all the stuff that doesn't last. God's love truly lasts. It lasts forever. And so that is the point of our heart. Psalm 136 is to get our attention onto God and His love that continues forever. God's goodness. It's declaring to us and for us to declare as we already have that God's love will continue through all time. So much further and greater than anything else, God's love continues. And that's where it started. This great God. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. He is the God of gods and He is the Lord of lords. This is the one true God who reigns over everything and He is good because He is full of love. And we might say, well, really? Is God's love, is it a beyond everything? Well, let's just stop and think back. Like the psalm, to the past, look to the moment, the present and to the future. Is God's love present really in all time? And I think we can already start by saying, yes, in my heart, I know, yes, God's love is through all time. It has been in the past and it continues. And so much of what this psalm is getting us to do is to look back at the past and to say, well, God's love was in there. And so verses 4 to 6 of this psalm, talking about God being the creator, to him alone does great wonders who by his understanding made the heavens, who spread out the earth upon the waters. It is his love who endures forever. We get this picture of God who is the creator God. There is love in creation. There is love in what God has made. There is this idea that we have been made. Our creator has formed us. And so that is an act of love. Let us be thankful to that work of love in creating this universe, in creating what's around us, and of course in creating us. God is seen to be full of love in His creation. But also, there is the work of God in people's lives in the past. At the time of Moses, verses 13 to 15, as we go ahead a few verses, to him who divided the Red Sea asunder, and brought Israel through the midst of it, but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. What a beautiful picture we have here. We cast our mind back to Moses and God delivering his people. 
What was the background? They were in slavery. They were being treated terribly and they were forced into this terrible labor, seven days, hard, hard labor. They had a horrible time and yet God delivered them. He brought them out and he rescued them. What an act of love that was. The Red Sea parting. I'm sure we've all heard that story a number of times. The Red Sea parted in that beautiful scene. The Israelites were able to travel through. The Egyptians were chasing with their fury and all their mights. It looked like what is going to happen, all the question marks, and then the water closes over. And the people are rescued by the work of God. All they had to do was listen to God and step into it. And God just made the victory. He won the day. It was a beautiful day for God's people as they were delivered. And so his love is declared to endure forever. But that's not the only time God has worked in the past. Because we also see for for King David and for those that wanted to declare God's goodness at this time, what about the promised land and what had happened there? They used to be opposing God's people as well, but we see that God had the victory. Who, to him who struck down great kings and killed mighty kings, including, as it says here, a list of kings, but one of them was Shihon, king of the Amorites. Beautiful victories where God has gone beyond imagination to, to win victories in his mighty work with his mighty arm. What an act of love that was for God's people. God's people had been helped against these kings and kingdoms and all their mights as these kingdoms were fighting against the Israelites, as they were trying to get their control. God showed up and delivered them once again and God gave them the victory. It's a beautiful scene of God being greater than the kings of the earth. And so... Looking back, this psalm so clearly says that in the past, God has loved his people so much to rescue them, to deliver them. And so it is a good thing. And so as we can see here, as we think back to the past, we might be tempted to erase our past. As we look back on our history, we might say, well, my history isn't perfect. There's been mistakes of things that I've done or other people. There's been mess in my family situations it hasn't been good all the time. In fact, if I do my family tree in history, there's a lot of black marks in my family. The bad news tends to stick um, and it stands out. But I'd like to challenge us to look differently to our past. We should look back to our past today just like this psalm does and to say, well, can I actually look back at my past and see God doing good things in my life? Can I say, can I see God showing love in my life as I look back over my past? And I hope that we can all say yes to that. I can look back and see that God has done good things for me. He has made a difference in my life and so I want to say thank you to Him. He has loved me, I've received that. And as we let that sink in to say, well in the past you've been good to me, I'm thankful for that. It helps us to be assured that God is showing us love right now in the midst of whatever we're facing. Because that's what we're drawn forward to now. From the past, God's love was there. What about now? Does God's love surround us? And I'm sure once again, we would all affirm, yes, 
God is at work right now. He still has a deep love for me and for the people around me and for his church. Yes, he loves us. And that's what the psalm was declaring at the end, that God was still active. In Psalm 136, it says it's a current situation as well. He remembered us in our lowest states and freed us from our enemies and he gives food to every creature. This is talking about the presence, a real life here declaring to God, yes, your love is towards me today in whatever I'm facing. You have working right now. And these are things that we can say yes to, that is God helping us as we face struggles? Yes. Is God helping us as, as we need food on our tables? Well, absolutely. We are very blessed people and God's love is all around us. So that question again, are you able to affirm God's love today and what he is doing in your life? And I'm sure that we can say a resounding yes. God is present today in what is taking place. Sometimes we need to take a step back and look at perspective and to say, well, Lord, help me to see your love. Maybe there's some struggles at the moment and we're questioning what God's up to. But God is always there and he has a deep love for us. A deep, deep love. And so, the past, God's love, absolutely. We can see that in major ways. It's continued from creation right up to the present. In the present, we're like, yep, God's still here. Does that give us confidence that God's love is going to continue into the future? I certainly hope so. That we say God's love will never stop. It's going to continue. And that's why this psalm has this whole echo of line. It's trying to get us there. And there's different translations of the Bible I've got up there because you might have memorized this psalm uh, the different translation because the NIV is His faithful love endures forever. The King James Version is for His mercy endureth forever. The ESV or the NRSV is for His steadfast love endures forever. The message... His love never quits. The ASV, that's the American Standard Version, for His loving kindness endureth forever. And the New Living Translation, His faithful love endures forever. This echo that we are to proclaim to each other clearly points up about God's love. We can say the word mercy. Well, that's God working out of kindness and love to bless people who don't deserve it. That's an act of love. These are all words of love and the message is clear that God's love does not stop. I love the message where it says His love never quits. God's not a quitter. He doesn't quit on us. He doesn't quit on being full of love. God doesn't all of a sudden just say, nope, I've had enough. I'm putting my resignation letter in. I've quit. I've stopped. No, God doesn't do that. He doesn't give up on anyone. He gives up on no one. That's the picture. God's love never quits. He doesn't give up on people. He doesn't give up on situations. He's just there with his arms wide open, like the parable of the prodigal son, to receive us and to welcome us as we choose to turn to him. As we say yes to him, he just wants to pour his love into our lives. And for those who have received it, we say thank you for that. But isn't this an encouragement? For the future to say well 
what's going to continue forever, for all time? It's God's love. Of all the things that we talked about at the start that have come and gone, that haven't lasted, some of which we've probably poured lots of our attention into, they've come and they've gone. They haven't lasted. And yet God's love remains. It continues for all time. It's a beautiful picture, a message of hope for us, a message that there is still good in this world and there will always be good in this world. No matter what the doomsday, doomsday people try to tell us, uh, trying to bring fear into our lives. No, I'm going to remember that God's love is going to be current in every time, in every situation. Even if there is tragedy on earth, God's love will still be present here because it's His world. And so the key point, His love endures forever. I'll tell you what the challenge here is, and I've been so challenged the last few weeks as we've been talking about love, is to say, well, am I truly about love? Am I truly each day, every moment, the things that I'm doing, the purpose of my life as we're going to explore in purpose-driven life, is it truly about growing in love? Because love is what lasts. Am I actually trying to help people today with what I'm doing? Am I seeking God and trying to love Him? Because as I reflect back over my upbringing in a a non-Christian home, there wasn't this emphasis to say, well, you should really grow in love because that's the most important thing that's going to last. I don't see that in our education systems where it's really drilled home, that you should grow in love because that's something that lasts. We're taught on on how to be good at at different skills and and, and abilities so that we can go to further education and have careers and all this stuff. But when is the message actually coming out that we should grow in love? When does anyone ever say that to us? You should grow in love. It's It's a great challenge because then when we're saying, well, if I'm trying to grow in love, what does that look like for this week ahead? What does that actually look like as I, as I do things and I have interactions with people? Am I entering into that with the idea of love or is there something else just happening? And I think we can go around in a circle in life where we're just doing stuff. We're doing, doing. Sometimes it's nice. We know that love should be central, but it's not necessarily our first desire. It's not like that core thing that we really want to do or it's just that we're preoccupied doing other stuff that it's not the priority but how different would our lives look if love was the driving force behind everything we did those tasks we're doing the people we're meeting how different they would be if love was central how very different and what a challenge because there are so many practical situations and that's why this slide is here of different interactions we can have with people where we can show honesty, kindness, we can do good to help people. And what a different mindset to say, well, rather than me trying to, to grow in, in, in the worldly stuff, how different would my life be if my desire is actually to grow in the loving stuff? Uh, it, to, to do these really kind things. And I'll tell you about, when we, we know when we get to the end of the day and we've helped someone, deep down we know that it was a good thing. Maybe it hasn't helped our bank balance, but gosh, it's actually really been of benefit, benefit to this world, to, to God's kingdom. Maybe someone has tasted something of God's love because I've loved someone. Um, and we, we know that it's the right thing, deep down. 
There are so many things that we could do in our lives. But this is a challenge because it makes us think about everything we're doing. And it's sort of saying, well, is love truly behind? Is it the motivation? It's such a challenge. And I encourage us all just to, to stop and reflect and to say, well, with my week ahead, who am I meeting? What am I doing? Can love grow in that situation? Can love be central to what's taking place? Can love truly be the driving force behind what is taking place? Love, of course, involves truth. Always involves truth. But it's about thinking about the situations before us. Is love central? So as I guess we're about to pray, just a couple of thoughts to reflect as we think through. Is love central to what I'm doing? Who am I encountering? Who, who is in my life at the moment? Am I showing them love? Maybe even as we looked at a few weeks ago, maybe someone's giving us a difficult time. Can we respond in love to them rather than getting worked up? Is there someone that you could bless and show love to? Can you help them with your time or with your resources, with your money? Is there someone that is a genuine need that you can help? There are so many things that we could do to grow in love. Let's ask God to show us who we can love and who we would help this week. And it will be a wonderful thing when we're growing in love because love endures forever. And when we think about we're just getting ourselves ready for heaven because what do you think is going to be central to heaven? Love. It's going to be these beautiful interactions of love. Our relationships are going to be even greater in heaven because we're just going to go to that next level in love to like this incredible level where we're going to truly do wonderful things for each other it's going to be beautiful let's pray our lord god how we marvel at your love your incredible love that's come out come out to us reached out to us through what jesus has done through what you've done in our past through what you're doing now lord as we look to the days ahead Help us, Lord, to be full of love. Lord, may love be central to what we think, to what we say, to what we do. We know that your love is incredible and so we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen.